Welcome to episode three of the Reach Out Mental Health Podcast. I am Scourge. This is Malice. Uh, tonight's show is going to be a little bit different, but again, before we get started, uh, we got to let you guys know that neither one of us are, of course, trained psychologists, trained shrinks, trained psychiatrists, the whole thing. We are not professionals. We do not have a doctorate. We have nothing of the sort. We are just two dudes that are here that are just sharing our experiences and talking with you all from personal experience in itself. We will not offer advice or anything of the sort. That is not what we are here for. Had to get that out of the way for everybody that's new, everybody that's coming to this. We are on anchor.fm. That's our main hub, I guess, for everything that has to do with this podcast in general. Malice has more information than that. So I'm going to pass it over to the sexy man over there. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, so we are on anchor.fm. If what we do is through that hub, sending a plethora of different platforms, Anchor, very good in helping us out, setting us up, and already eight platforms. If anybody out there wants to podcast, their people with their ideas, things like that. Anchor.fm is definitely a good place to start. It's completely free. owned by Spotify. Great company, great people. Um, another thing about this podcast in general, about this episode tonight, obviously today being World Suicide Prevention Day, tomorrow is another huge day in American history and being what today is and what tomorrow is, I figured doing a podcast tonight would probably be a really good choice for us to do being that tomorrow just so happens to be September 11th. So Mm -hmm. there's going to be some interesting and probably some extreme deep discussions that are happening here tonight. We're going to be pretty much leaving tonight's episode entirely up to you all. So for everybody that is listening later on to the pre-recorded version of this, tonight's is not going to be Malice and I talking about our stuff. Sure, we may you know dive into our stuff a little bit, but what you're going to hear and what everybody that is listening to this or everybody that is watching this on the live stream, they're going to hear real stories from real people from our communities and people that are just here to talk and get their story out. What we wanted to do today, uh, I know this was kind of an impromptu thing that was really just kind of sprung out of nowhere. Um, But what we wanted to do today is I knowing what today is and knowing how mental health has been a huge thing for my, for my live streams and my content in general, I wanted to do a segment on you guys to hear your stories on why you chose to live on why you are still here to this day. What helped you or what made you make the decision to still be here to this day and not take that step in the opposite direction. I want to know your success stories. I want to know your struggles. But today we're here for you today. We are here in regards of the whole reach out podcast in general, but we are here to just listen today and hear your stories and let you share with other people that may be here or maybe listening listening to it later on down the line. 
Now, again, for anybody that is interested in doing this, I've already received one message over uh, over Discord that I will be reading at some point this evening. I won't, unless nobody decides I want to talk in first, I will share that story first. But again, this is for you all. If you decide you want to share, if you decide you want to talk, you can you can come into voice chat if you want. You can remain anonymous if you choose, or you can tell everybody what your username is, that whole type of thing. Anonymity choice is up to you completely. We completely understand. You have nothing to worry about in that regard. Um, give me just a second. Discord link is right there, as well as the anchor.fm link that'll take you to the main hub for all of our podcasts from there. So if there is anybody, uh, aside from myself, that, you know, is talking too much, apparently. Malice, you got anything to add right now? No, man, you're you're covering it. You're covering it really well. Um, you know, you got it down pack. Um, like you said, this is for everyone else um, out there that's part of this community, this community that we're building, um, this this network of friends, um, of people that that care, that want to see everyone else doing well, um, and we want to hear from you. Um, so. Just like, you know, Scourge said, you know, why are you still alive? <laughs> to kind of put it. I mean, I bluntly. guess to put it that way, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, what, what, was, what was the deciding factor for you to, you know, stay, you know, on this plane of existence? Um, before we dive into picking people up, again, we do want to let you guys know, as... This is only episode three. We've been working on things, you know, behind the scenes as well. We do have our Patreon up and running for the Reach Out podcast. So um, good thing to let people know about that one is we made the decision for anybody that decides to become a patron. We only have one tier of patronage at this uh, this point in time. We will be adding more as time goes on. But as of right now, um, we have one tier of patronage. I believe it's a $10 patronage, which pretty much just gives you access to, you know, for there are different, you know, perks for it at the moment. I think one of them was um, a choice of topic for one of the shows and the possibility of coming in and talking to us in one of the future shows, depending on what the topic is. But the main thing with this is at the end of this, at at the end of each month, uh, for those who have become patrons, will be a list of charities or foundations that we choose and you guys get to help us choose as well that you guys at the end of the month will get to choose which charity we donate uh, 20% of what we make. So that is going to be something that we will continue to do each and every month. We will add more tiers. We will add a little bit of everything. We will do as much as we can with this. This is just, again, this is the very beginning, and we're just trying to expand as much as possible. But the option is there for those who want to keep supporting it to keep this going. When we add more tiers, we will inform you. All the patrons, we will let you guys know first. Uh, but for now, uh, let's see if we have anybody that wants to come in and talk. I think we had somebody that joined. Okay. All right.
Okay, so before we pick uh, anyone up, so if anybody that has hopped into the Reach Out Discord, if you would like to come into voice chat and chat with us, go ahead and hop into general voice chat, and we will drag you in here. And so this way it doesn't get too cluttered, and we can go from there. All right, so we do have one story already before. Uh, keep an eye on the Discord for now. I'm going to have to read a message. So this right. was sent to this was uh, <clears throat> sent to me privately. So I'm going to share this with you guys, a uh, struggle of a member of our community in general. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. A lot of you know me as Neko. I would like to tell you all about myself. So growing up, I didn't really fit in with anyone or have friends. Most of the people that called me friend would manipulate and use me for anything they could get from me. Every day growing up, I would often be bullied and ridiculed for anything and everything. I know one thing that never helped me is I had a lot of problems that caused me in and out of the hospital. I was born with half a stomach. Working on top of that, I had a defect on my heart that could have killed me or changed my life later on. I'm also part deaf due to holes in my eardrums. I've had around seven to eight surgeries for all of this stuff growing up. Now, I would like to tell you about my family growing up. My parents are alcoholics, now sober and clean, but things could be bad, as you can imagine. My parents love me, but they are not exactly supportive of my choices. I would often be called things like retard, stupid, pathetic, and so forth. I wasn't allowed to choose my education choices or choose my career path, how I dress, or anything. If they didn't approve, I would be berated and called ugly or disgusting. Then there's my brothers, around 13. I was raped by both of my brothers in secret from each other, though I think they knew. It lasted for about three years, leaving me devastated in my sexuality. I still live and talk to my brothers. I still love and talk to my brothers and act like it never happened so that it doesn't cause problems in the family. Now, for my online time, for a long time, I used to catfish. I'm not proud of it. I hurt people and got hurt in the process. I don't have excuses for it, though. I did actually tell almost everyone I catfished that I did it and why, that I wasn't faking how I care about people. One of my exes I have a good relationship and we are friends, even helped them get with a new girlfriend who they are going strong with. I won't lie. I lost a lot of people for it, and it's my own fault. Though when I started to be honest to people about myself, I would often get manipulated. I would be used and abused for anything they could get from me. Last year's events, so I was hurting from a lot of things that pushed me to the edge and I wanted to change. I wanted to change my gender, but was too scared to tell my parents. Everyone that called me friend or family threw me away because they didn't agree or like the idea of trans. I had been bullied at work for being the freak and such. So first I tried to take a bunch of pills, figured that wasn't the best way. So I went out to the forest where I loved to think. Someone I loved told me there was a, I was better off dead while I was out there. I was ready to take my life there. I had rope. I knew how to snap my neck from a fall. Then someone messaged me when I was getting ready to do it. And then I was flooded with the thoughts of those I would hurt. The sad truth of it, though, I don't think I would go through with it because of how scared I was after. So where I'm at now, and what happened after, 
I didn't try therapy for transgender after coming out to my parents. They first supported my trans. Now look for excuses that I shouldn't. Still won't let me make my choices on how I dress and look and so forth. I told my therapist about my suicidal thoughts and rape. Told me I could be put in a clinic and report the crime. I didn't do either because I knew I couldn't take my life. I still have a lot of low mood days and unmotivated days and such. I have issues where I seek approval because my social understanding is horrible. I often overthink and react emotionally. Think the worst and struggling to trust. I'm trying to get better and hoping that one day I can be happy in myself and not hate myself as much as I do right now. Thank you all for listening to my story and your support. I'm Sarah, who you all know as Neko. Well, first and foremost, thank you for being so open, direct, and comfortable sharing the specific amount of uh, information that you have. Um, putting a name to a story is never easy. Never an easy oh, thing to do. Um, so... Uh, bravo to you because that in itself is showing a lot of bravery seriously Neko, Sarah thank you very much for sharing that took a lot of strength and I appreciate you sending that to put yourself out there thank you do we have anybody else that would like to take the floor Uh, Marky Pone, if you are in the Discord, feel free to, in the Reach Out Discord, feel free to hop into General. We will drag you into the main office. All right, I'm dragging him in. Okay. Or not. Hello, drag in. Thank you. Can you hear us? Hi. Yes. All right. Closer. Uh, where to start? Take a, take a breath. It's um, not a rush. So, with my depression, and I want to start off that the way depression is handled and kind of talked about and diagnosed is complete bullshit. The, Agreed. the psychiatrist gives you a list and you circle numbers and those numbers can't show how you feel. They can't show like what you're going through. And, and a lot of people say like, oh, just talk to the therapist or the psychiatrist, but it never works. The, they can never understand the pain that you're in. One of the things that, like, one of the most memorable experiences that stands out about um, people that I know coming together and kind of, like, coming together just for someone else is um, one time I, I had had a really bad panic attack and um, I was left literally in my room for three days and I was broken. I did not leave on my own choice. I, I chose to stay in my room. 
And it was the most difficult thing that had ever happened because it paralyzed me and I didn't want to move. I literally starved myself for those three days. The only time I really got up was to go take a leak and that was it. And on Tuesday, uh, my grandmother, who who is supportive, um, I live with my grandparents, and they understand. They they or at least they try to. Um, my grandmother came up and said there was someone here to see you, and I I got out of my bed and. I went downstairs outside and I found three of my friends outside ready to take me out and just get me out of the house and show me a good time. And when I walked out, I collapsed on my lawn and just started crying because no one had ever done that before. For me, at least. And seeing that those three friends were there and I didn't even have to say anything. They they just knew something wasn't right when I wouldn't answer or I, I wouldn't respond. And they they all came over and took me in arms and said, it's okay, we understand, we know you're going through this. And it they they literally had to carry me to the car because i i wasn't able to get up i i was so weak i i really it took so much effort just to get outside and like from there on it hasn't been that bad but people it's been rough with bullying and just getting out of high school, it feels so liberating. But the moment you sit down and think to yourself, oh my God, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? It's the hardest thing ever. And I, I still get those days where um, like, I, I can see that someone's streaming or like you're streaming Scourge. And it's like, man, I really want to tune in, but I just really want to sleep. So... I'll I'll take that moment and like I can't tonight. If I go in now, I'll start crying or something or and it's hard. Like living with that burden isn't easy. And that's why I try to help people so much. And like helping people for me like kind of helps me forget about my problems. And when like someone says, "Oh, this has happened." I try to be there, but whenever I help someone, that problem comes back after I'm done helping them. And that feeling of like loneliness, it just creeps its way back in and it it just finds its way back into my life and it's hard, you know. And like whenever I join up in chat, I'm always like hyped up because <laughs> um like mentally I take about a good five minutes to like it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a good time and 
I, I just look for the best in everything that I do. And when I go out, it, it is putting on a mask. It is putting on that act. And it is like putting yourself that you want to see out there. And it's hard. It's exhausting. Like one time I was at work and I was having a, a depressive episode. And my buddy came in. And he was like, oh, something's not right. And he pushed past my boss, came into the back, and like just took me in arms. And I was like, what are you doing? He was like, you're not okay. Come here and give me a hug. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's, that's basically what happened. And like right in the middle of my job, I'm surprised I still work there. But right in the middle of my job, I just broke down, and he Sometimes was like, "That happens." He was like, "That's that's the you I need to see more of." He he's like, "I need to see the real you." He said, "I don't want to see the act you put on. I don't care if you're depressed all the time." He was like, "I I don't care if you're this sad small child because he's six foot two and t- towers over me." He's like, "I don't care if you're a small child who's always depressed." He's like, I just want to see you for you. And it, it spoke volumes to me. And it, it, was, it was definitely view-changing. And even like the shit that's happened recently and with my one ex, it, it hasn't been easy. But luckily, I've had people to help me through it. And like, I guess that's kind of the whole thing is like whenever someone notices that something's wrong and this is kind of the reason why i haven't done anything rash or like tried to end my life it's because i've always had someone there right as it got to its worst and it was always someone coming in at the most drastic moment and saying wait think about what you're doing and listen to me for a second you know it's it's always when things are at their lowest that you just get thrown a second chance or a third chance or even a fourth chance. And it kind of woke me up after a while and I started trying to change myself for the better. So that's, that's pretty much my story. (laughs) I appreciate you sharing. Thank you very much. Anytime. So to ask, because you know, I have to, when you got to your you know lowest point where you were considering doing things and all that what what helped you make the choice to live well like in in the same instant i was uh, i i didn't have my ac in the window at the time and i would go out to the backyard and jump off the garage and see how long the fall would take and see how much it hurt my legs and like see see the impact that it brought down and i would come back inside and go to my window open up the window open up the screen and just look down and i would think to myself would this be enough or do i need to go to the roof and in that moment, I said to myself, am I brave enough to do this? And then all those second thoughts came rushing in. 
And I thought, what about the people that I'd be leaving behind? What if the people that I have yet to meet, you know, what, what about the people that I know and love? What would I be doing? And it was kind of that shock and awe of, oh my God, if I, if I do this now, I leave this world forever. I, I leave the communities that I've touched and like the people that I know and like fucking magic, my phone rang and it was one of my best friends and he called me and told me that he was depressed and he was going through a hard time. And I was like, holy shit. I started I started crying and he was like, why are you crying right now? And I was like, I was literally just, just about to jump out of my window. And he was like, oh my God, don't do that. Don't leave me alone here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was kind of like, I guess you could say perfect timing. I guess you couldn't label it as the universe working out in mysterious ways, but it was just having someone slap me in the face and say you're not the only one you know it was it was that whole you know group of or well merry band of misfits kind of deal you know like you're not alone on this there's there's other people hurting just as bad as you and it kind of like shocked me in a way and like woke me up from from that like almost dream state I hear you. And it was wild. And <laughs> <laughs> now, it's interesting how things like that work. I mean, it it doesn't take much. All it oh, yeah. to take a lot of the times is just one person to realize or one person to, well, reach out, I guess. No, that wasn't self-promo, but why not? But it's it's a lot of the times it's really all it takes. So thank thank you very much again for, for sharing your story. No problem. Greatly appreciate Thank it. you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Much love, guys. Much love. Same to you, sweetness. Yeah, those are his lines. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you just like my <laughs> mouth hugs, Malice. Don't even lie. Oh, you damn right I do. <laughs> uh, By the way, you haven't used your abbreviation yet. I'm giving you the opportunity to now. Oh, right, right. So, yeah, um... We are Reach Out, a mental health awareness podcast. So the podcast part is just like saying the type of content it is, but we are Roma. <laughs> I fucking love that, man. Roma. <laughs> Came into my chat earlier today saying, and he's like, it sounds like a sandwich. I'm it does done. sound like a sandwich. It sounds like a club sandwich or something. Fucking <laughs> scourge. <laughs> do you have anything that you want to add to any of this so far i mean it's pretty much kind of been one-sided so far and i do apologize but you know how i get with this stuff no it's it's all good i mean between between my kid and the dogs barking outside it's probably better that i stay muted um <laughs> uh so um so in general so far you know for the two people that have shared thank you um, you know, first of all, putting a name and not just any name, your real name to something that's takes a lot. Like I'm still stuck on that. I'm still stuck on that. Um, yeah. in a good way, in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, 
and you know to just come in and actually be able to actually physically talk about it you know is equally takes you know as much uh you know bravery you know as putting a name to something um you know these these types of conversations get get to a point where you feel like you're ripping yourself apart to talk about it. Um, I know every single time, like it's been years, you know, that I've been able to talk about certain things that I've been through and certain things that I've done. And it still tears me apart every single time I talk about it. You know, it's nothing, you know, it it doesn't get easier. It's tolerable. You know, I I know that sounds like a rip off of Gears 5, but I swear to God it isn't. <laughs> I was just about to go there. I'm like, I swear to God, I've heard that line a couple times this week alone. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. But it's so true. It it gets tolerable. It doesn't it doesn't get easier to deal with because it's something you have to deal with all the time. Medication therapy aside, and it's, it's, you still have to deal with it. It doesn't get any easier. Um, you know, and the best thing that we can do is have this conversation. You know, it's you know, it's something that. You know, if we have any hope of dealing with or, you know, waking up tomorrow, these are conversations that we need to have. You know, and at the end of the day, this is a platform where all of you out there in the interverse, here and live in the chat, you guys out there listening to the pre-recorded podcast, this is a platform where your voice will be heard and you can talk and openly express you know, what you're going through, what you have gone through, how you've dealt with it, you know, all of these things. And, you know, beyond that, your conversations and what you say, understand that what you're talking about, your, your surviving stories are probably going to help somebody when they listen to this. You have no idea who they are. You don't know where they are. They're a ghost, but you helped them because they heard how you survived. So that, that in and of itself is powerful. So when you asked me if I wanted to add something, so that was, you know. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? It worked. I appreciate you adding it. So look, he, he's right. To anybody that's listening to this later or anybody that's here in the live stream, any of you that decide to share your story or anybody that's listening to this later on that's struggling, I mean, as always, the cliche thing to say is you're not alone, but the fact is, is it's the truth. Everybody is struggling with something and sometimes it may not be as intense for them as others, but everybody's pain is different. Everybody's pain and everybody's struggle is their own. So just because something that you're struggling with may not be something somebody else is, but the similarities between all of us and daily struggles, life struggles, emotions, feelings, depression, anxiety, all of it, we're all the same in that regard. You know, and the message to spread being that, you know, today being the World Suicide Prevention Day is there's always a reason to fight. Just keep fighting always. But aside from that, as what, Marky was saying, as simple as it is, 
reaching out to someone that you may feel or just have the thought that they're struggling can do wonders. Marky's life was saved by a phone call. My life at one point in time was saved by a phone call, text message. You never know what somebody's going through unless you try to take the step to help them, to reach out to them, to talk to them, anything of the sort. Exactly. You just don't know. Exactly. Now, my 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 life, I mean, my my life being saved wasn't exactly so subtle as somebody breaking down a door, but um it same effect. But- um like Kool Aid Man style? Yeah, man. Like pretty much. Yes. <laughs> fucking. Poof. Oh yeah. <laughs> you did that so fucking well. Oh my god. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the comedic relief portion of the Reach Out Mental Health Podcast, episode three, sponsored by Anchor.fm. Anyway. Oh my god. And, and we are we are sponsored by Anchor FM. Just letting you guys know we are sponsored. <laughs> Um, that is an actual sponsorship. Um, so I uh, have to get that out there. <laughs> but th- wow, you did that so well. No, it was um, it was my uncle. Um, and, you know, it was uh, really close, like right, right, right before he uh, right before he died. Um, so for those of you that don't know, um so this is kind of like a double whammy for me um, when I was growing up. I was young. I was in ninth grade. And I was a punk. Um, that didn't change. Yeah, probably not. Um, but besides the point, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about my punkness. Um, you know, so my uh, my uncle, Kenneth, uh, New York City Fire Department. Uh, he's a firefighter. He was a firefighter in New York City. Um... We were down in New York City. We were uh, me and my family were living down there for a little while, and um, I ended up going to a friend's house. Well, my friend lent me the house because him and his parents weren't there. And uh, I don't know. It's just there's just a lot of stuff on top of a lot of stuff on top of a lot of stuff on top of some more stuff that I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I broke out the wine that they had in the house, ran the bath water, found the straight edges, you know, and uh, got pretty close, actually. I mean, you're not going to be able to see it on camera, but I I did manage to cut one of my wrists and just kind of, like, wanted to see how it felt. And I just kind of put my hand under the water and, uh, you know, so started feeling a little lightheaded, and out of fucking nowhere, he was just like, "Boom!" Door breaks in. My uncle runs over to the bathroom, grabs me by my hair. I had long hair at the time. Pulls me out of the tub, patches me up, brings me down. He he drove the station truck to the apartment to pull me out. And I want to say probably about a month later, uh, the Twin Towers fell with him in them. 
So it was still hard to talk about. Um, I never really had like really positive male influences in my life, um, which is why a lot of people kind of know it's like I was kind of always had kind of like feminist, like feminine characteristics, you know, mannerisms, things like that, being raised by my mom, my aunts, you know, stuff like that. Stepdad was a jackass. My father was a fucking piece of shit. Um, I mean, I talked to my, me and my stepdad, we talk now, but, you know, then it was kind of like when you really needed him, like, there's nobody there. And the only person I had was my uncle. And then he was taken away. And, you know, it's just, like, what the fuck, man? You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> you sit there and you're like, you know, um, I, I want to keep going, but it, I, I can't, I can't see the reason, man. I, I can't, I can't, like, you, you sit there and you think, somebody convince me. I want somebody to convince me. That's what I want. I want somebody to convince me. You know, that... I should keep going. That I should wake up tomorrow. You know, I want, I want, you, you just, no. Yeah. Um, so, obviously I'm still here. Um, after he died, I was like that close to a second attempt. And then the thought came into my head, what would I be showing him? What would, what would he say? I mean, I could tell you what he'd say. He'd say I'm a fucking idiot and you know, he gets smacked around a little bit more. I mean, that's just the kind of guy he was. <laughs> um... You know, and I wish I could tell him thank you. I really wish I could. But I have to believe that he knows it. So, there, without thinking about it, without trying, you guys got my story. There you go. man take a breath i appreciate you actually deciding to uh share your story though thank you do we have let's say devious furball in the chat the only answer that stopped me is the pain i would cause others i did not care about myself i just went on for the sake of others sometimes that's what does it Sometimes just thinking about where it puts other people does it. And that's a very selfless thought. But let me ask you, Devious, where are you at now? Are you happy with your choice? 
to still be here? Or are you unhappy with your choice? Okay. Take all the time you need, Malice. If you need to take a break, you need to take a break. It's just it's just the thing is especially like a day off from, you know, know. tomorrow. It's I did say that this was gonna be a rough one because timing is apparently impeccable. Oh it is. It is. I mean the thing is is it's one of the things that like I don't I, I tend not to get emotional about a lot of things, but you know, you know, my uncle was just a genuinely good person. He was just, you know, I mean, for fuck's sake, I mean, he was a firefighter. You know, sometimes you can't help it. You know, and the only thing he ever lived for was helping other people. And, you know, it's just kind of like the part that gets me emotional, you know, isn't what the fuck I went through. That was my dumbass. Um, I mean, was it a rough spot? Yeah, it was a rough spot. I mean, we've all been in rough spots. We've all had to, you know, all of us here in this community, we've had to, you know, you know, deal with these types of things and sit there and say that, you know, maybe that this is the last option. And, you know, I'm not degrading anybody's emotional state of being, but, you know, I have to say it's not, it's not the last option. Not. And sometimes we just need somebody to tell us that. Sometimes we really just need somebody. It's not the last option. You've got people that care about you. Look, I don't know where any of the fuck any of you are. I don't know who any of you are. Okay, I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what you've been through, but I love you. All of you. All of you are amazing fucking people. Okay? Like, I've, I've watched you guys. I listen, you know, and you guys are good people. I mean, you, you stick around with the mouth-hugging rainbow beard, so come on. Uh... <laughs> I had I had to crack a joke. I had to crack a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, but th- th- those mouth hugs are so good, though. <laughs> I'm so very done with you right now. But the point is, is it's it's not it's not the it, even if you think it's the end, it's not. You know, there are people that care about you. People that you know. I know what it's like to need somebody to sit there and say, dude, I care about you. You know, I don't want to see you hurt yourself. I don't want to see anything bad happen. What's going on? Talk to me. Sometimes that's all you need to hear. And though we're not therapists, we're not psychologists, we have no degrees in this shit, we're not providing you professional advice because we're not professionals in this, we're here to listen and we're here to talk. That's what this is about. Every time I come on here, thanks to this dude over here, I bare my soul. And nine times out of ten, I end up fucking crying. Um, <laughs> you know, so much for not being, yeah, so, so much for not being an emotional individual, right? Um, what can so, I say? I bring it out of people. It's a gift. You bring something out. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Easy. <laughs> So, one thing I'd like to shoot out there for all of you in the live chat right now with us is shooting my mind immediately went there. (laughs) I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. (laughs) So, 
it might be difficult to talk about it. It might be difficult to bring it up. But for as much as I hate this term, you're in a safe place. We're not going to judge you. We're not going to... Nothing. Nothing negative. We're just going to listen. And if you want advice, we'll give you advice. If you don't want advice and you just want to vent, go for it. You know? Um, also, one other thing that I would like to bring up that um, I actually just set up today. Um, if you go over if on the pre-recorded podcast, for those of you listening on the pre-recorded, if you go over to anchor.fm, we do have um, comments enabled, uh, messages enabled. Oh, good, good, good. So you can message us directly from, from Anchor. Um, they are anonymous, if you so wish them to be. Um, and you can share your comments about the podcast, express your concerns. If it's something that you want read on a future episode, go ahead and leave it there, and we'll line it up. And it's something that we'll definitely go over and we'll talk about. And as always, I mean, you can come by and check the podcast live, the live version of it over here on Mixer.com, forward slash the scourge on Mixer, or Mr. Malice. Um, I think we're going to actually probably have to set up an actual page. Eventually, we're going to set up a Reach yeah. Out podcast page, and we'll go from there. Uh, as for the person that has whispered me in chat, you can send it to me directly if you so choose, and I will read it for you if you would like to remain oh. anonymous. And also, one thing I would like to say very quickly, um, I don't know if this is a thing that you guys want, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um. So, Marky, or John, John just became a $10 patron. Outstanding. Thank you very much. We have our first patron, boys and girls. Thank you very much. Thank you for your patronage. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. Okay, so um, I have received two messages. One of them uh, is on Discord. One of them is actually from a personal friend of mine who is in the chat tonight hanging out with us due to the topic at hand. So I'm going to take care of the Discord message first. Then I'm going to give chat a chance if anybody wants to come in and talk. And then I will read the personal message. Discord message is fairly short. So if anybody in chat does want to speak feel free to join up in the reach out discord and you can hop into general voice chat if you so choose and we will drag you into the office um again if you would like to come into that discord the link is right there along with the anchor.fm link okay discord message goes as follows hi most of y'all know me as deranged mocha that's me I've shared my story a few times in previous MHAs, Mental Health Awareness, but here's a little mini story about me. Lately, I went through a very depressive state. I really just wanted to end it all. I recently went through a major heartbreak that sucked so badly. I was about to make a dumb choice and try to end it all. Right at the moment of me breaking down, I got a text. The text was from my now, how should I say this, my favorite human. He's active here, but I won't mention his name due to privacy. 
I just recently met my birth parents for the first time in my life. I had never met them until recently. I was raised by my grandparents. I was raised very poor. We had almost nothing. Recently, I've been waking up very anxious. I've had breakdowns every day for the past four days and I've relapsed for the third time. I relapsed about a week ago. Thank you for listening to my little rant. Thank you for the support. I love you all so much, and I'm here if anybody needs slash wants to talk. Much love. Deranged, thank you very much for sharing. And again, going out to anybody that would like to potentially share their story. The link to join the Reach Out Discord is right there above in chat. If anybody would like to, feel free to come in, hop into voice chat, and we will bring you in. If not, I will move on to the next story. Unless Malice has received any himself. Um, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I have not. But nobody sends me anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one, this one's going to take... I got to read it from my phone, so bear with me. Okay, this one is from Zombie. I don't really know how to start this. I started dating my ex when I was 15, but we became friends when I was 14. She was the first and only female I had ever dated and I was in absolute love with. I probably should have seen the warning signs when she started making me choose her over my old friends. That she was jealous of, but I wasn't very observant, I suppose. I spent every second that I could with her because she wanted me to be with her 24-7. She convinced me to drop out of high school so that we could spend more time together. I won't go over everything because we were together for almost 20 years. But I spent 20 years with a narcissist. Over the course of that 20 years, I lost any ounce of self-esteem that I had. I felt like I was not good enough for her because she cheated on me all the time. So I thought it had to be me. My depression and anxiety has bounced from high to low over these years. I have taken pills several times, but always stopped short of taking too many. One night, after the suicide of my cousin and finding out about my ex cheating on me yet again, I had had enough. We were at a friend's house and we got into an argument. So I left the apartment, texted all of my friends and family goodbye, and decided that I was going to jump off the overpass into the traffic below. My friend, whose apartment I left, chased me down in her Jeep and wrestled me inside to talk to me. The next time, my ex had cheated on me again, but this time we had just adopted four kids. I planned on going to the train tracks and just letting the train take care of the rest. But something in my brain literally clicked, and I thought of my kids. Not too long after, I realized that I had been dealing with emotional abuse from my ex for all of these years, and she was starting to treat the kids the same way. So I finally decided enough was enough and filed for divorce. We were divorced in 2017. She hasn't seen the kids or talked to them since. Her choice. I got full custody because I knew that this was best for them. Every day is a struggle. I have a great therapist and I'm on medication, but that can only do so much. I imagine running my car into a tree or swallowing all my pills, but my kids need me. Some days I can't leave the house. Most days I don't want to get out of bed. But even though it is hard, I do get up for my kids. My anxiety keeps me from going places sometimes, 
but if it is something for my kids, I do it. I am working on myself every day, and I don't mind sharing my story because I hope that if anyone finds themselves in an abusive relationship, where they may suspect that they are, that they know that they are worth it, and I hope they find the strength to leave and to get help. Zombie, if you're still here, I love you to death. You're amazing. I remember I remember this this period of time and I remember watching your transition from going through all of this and dealing with that relationship to getting the strength to do what you had to do and I am so very proud of you for that. You are absolutely amazing and don't ever let anybody ever tell you any different. And I know damn well that you are a superhero in the eyes of your kids. That to to put it creatively, that should be a movie. Um, um you would make millions. Start writing the script today. Um <clears throat> Seriously, though, like, <laughs> if you think about that shit, that is definitely fucking grade A movie material. Oh, yeah, it, it is. Killing. Oh, Only yeah. Only if you have to play yourself, though, because I'd watch the shit out of that. But, um, like, that's, that struck a bit of a chord with me. I've been there. I've done that. Um, sticking with people because you think that, you know, there, there's nothing better out there, you know. Um... And uh, congratulations to you for getting out of that situation. It, it's it's a it's a rough road, um, but you're. I can't I can't say you're out of the woods, but it sounds you're like you, you you're on the way, and it sounds like you get your shit together, and that's important. Um, that's the important part that. You, know, you found clarity in something. You remember that? Remember that? Remember like two, like each episode, the last that one, the one, one before singular that. Singular moment of clarity. Exactly that one singular moment of clarity. You were able to grab onto that and run with it. So congratulations to you for that. Um, not many people can do that. A lot of the times, that's all it takes. So. So when I was, uh, I guess I'll, while we're waiting to see if anybody else decides they want to come in, I was, uh, I don't know, I say this was, this was about a decade ago. And, uh, oh, real quick, Devious Furball says, I feel that people need to understand a simple aspect of mental health, just like a physical injury. It takes time to heal. A simple cut can take a week to heal. It's the same when feeling down, and it's important. To not let feeling down be a reason for you feeling down. That's very true. To to expand on that. Yes, I can give you that time. Uh, whisper. To expand on what you're saying, uh, Devious. One thing, a lot of us here in the live stream. And potentially a lot of us, most likely uh, a multitude of us that may potentially listen to this uh, as a podcast later on. 
as gamers, as, you know, people that, you know, enjoy potentially watching live stream content or just playing games in general. A lot of us use gaming as as a coping mechanism or as an escape. I mean, I do this for a living and I lose sight of my own my own well-being a lot of the time because I tend to put my family first and as much as I absolutely love my family and would do anything for them and do anything for my community and the people that I care about one thing that's got to be more important than anything even if you know it's your family that you're worried about or friends or communities is yourself and I mean, I'm guilty of it still to this day. I just took a four-day trip out to Seattle for uh, the PAX West Expo, and I've came home, and I've streamed every day since then. I haven't taken a day off. I haven't taken any time to myself. I just keep pushing because there are things that I need to achieve. I, you know, there are things that I need to make happen, and I feel it. I feel it starting to wear me down. But I haven't reached that point yet, but I know that if I keep going, I will inevitably reach that point of burnout that makes me lose interest in literally everything. You know, and as a mental health advocate and as someone who really strongly cares for people in that regard, taking the time for yourself, giving yourself time to recharge is extremely important and you need to realize this and you need to hold on to this one minute lesson very fucking closely take some time to recharge if you're struggling with depression anxiety ptsd bipolar disorder borderline personality disorder schizophrenia anything of the sort if you are struggling with an invisible illness your brain needs time to recharge because if you don't, as everything starts to build up, you start to go down a horrible, horrible path. And that is not where you want to be. To dive into what I was saying <clears throat> earlier, about a decade ago, I was uh, experiencing one of my lower manic episodes. And this was way before I had a grasp on what it was that was actually wrong with me. Um, I was just down in the dumps. It was right after a relationship split, after I had found out that my uh, girlfriend at the time had invited one of my employees over and decided to have sex with him in my apartment on my bed while I was out working to, you know, pay the bills and stuff. And that entire day while I was at work, I had that, that gut feeling that something wasn't right, just something wasn't sitting right with me. And I just felt it all day, and I would call and call, and she wouldn't answer. And this is coming from someone who would literally go run across the house to grab her phone that was on silent because she knew it was ringing. Who always answered the phone, no matter what. 
to go from watching her do that for the entirety of the time that we were together to one day just not answering at all. I just, I felt this dread gripping me inside and just dragging me down all day till I got home. I parked, I ran to the house, I opened the door and there was nobody in there. I went looking around and I saw that there were things out of place. And then everything came into light later on that evening when he came by and she came by and it just turned into this giant ordeal. And that night I sat there and I had my bottle of vodka and started taking shots and just drinking stupidly because I had it in my head that I was going to end my life that night. I had it all planned out. I had uh, one of my friends had brought over some, you know, muscle relaxers, young and stupid and taking random pills and everything. And I had taken a bunch of muscle relaxers and I started taking shots of vodka and started drinking some more and then mixing it with energy drinks. So I got to the blackout status because in my mind it was made up. I knew what I was going to do. And as I was sitting there, had the bathtub running with all the warm water and all sure everything was going to go just right. I had just gotten ready to get in, sat there with the really the thinnest. And I swear to God, I've never seen a razor blade more shiny than I did that night. And I remember it so very clearly. Like, again, this may be a trigger warning for people, and I do apologize But sitting there that night, drunk as all hell, I very, very clearly remember holding this razor blade up to the light and just watching it glint, and I was fascinated by it, by the sharpness of it. I thought, oh, this will absolutely do the trick. So I tested it once by going this way and just watching and seeing the very thin cut just turn. And then, you know, the exhilaration started to happen and the anxiety started kicking in and then the adrenaline started pumping and I started getting excited for what I was about to do. I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't thinking about anybody. All I was thinking about myself and I didn't want my pain to be my pain anymore. I didn't want to feel it. And I used to sit here and and call anytime myself used to call the Little Red River, because I was a really demented fucking teenager, but what the fuck ever. But I was fascinated by it. And I sat there and I watched as the blood would randomly just run down my arm, and I would watch its path that it took, that it always seemingly followed the vein that I was inevitably to cut that night. And I sat there, and that adrenaline started pumping, and my heart started going really fast, and... I had all the energy in the world, and I was ready to just end it all. And I got in the tub, and I sat there, and I had my phone next to me playing. I can't remember exactly what song I was. I know it was probably playing some of the shit that I was listening to at the time. But then it stopped randomly, and then it kept vibrating. And the song would start playing again, and then it would vibrate again. And right I was about to do it, it vibrated hard enough to fall off the counter. It almost landed in the damn toilet. Let's just say I'm really glad that it didn't. As I grab it, and it was a buddy of mine going, hey, I know a bunch of shit's fucked up right now. I just heard from your ex whose name will be gone. 
I'm coming by. We're going out tonight. Before I had the option to text him back and say, nah, I'm good. I'm just staying in tonight. This motherfucker was at my door. And that completely ruined my plans. But I went out that night. And I had a fucking blast. I don't remember everything. I do remember waking up in some strange woman's bed. But There you go. It was... Well, that woman later on became actually a really good friend. But Even that's better. for another day. That's for another day. <laughs> but... That day, that night, the fact that it didn't happen... The fact that some universal clusterfuck happened to prevent me from doing that is why I'm still here. And I can't say that it was my choice to live because I didn't choose that interruption. I didn't choose for someone to come and ruin what I was planning on doing, ruin what I was hyping myself up well, to do. You could have chosen not to answer the door. And you answer the door. So that is your choice. I was also drunk as fuck. Exactly. Even but more reason not to answer the door, bitch. but you, st- you still didn't ans- me, you still answered it, right? Stop analyzing me, bitch. Listen, you know, I'm not here to analyze me. I'm telling. All right. It's fine. <laughs> you get mouth hugs later. Leave me alone. Hey. I thought it was pizza. God Let's go. Me. Pizza and French fries. Wait, what? <laughs> pizza and French fries. The fuck? I'm don't don't pay attention. Weird-ass Mexican combo. I'm so done with you. Pizza, French fries, and milkshakes. Let's go. You know that sounds good. You know that sounds good. Contemplating the combo, like the fries and the shakes, I could totally get that. But anyways, we're off topic. (laughs) But we're here. I'm still here, and don't get me wrong, there are still days that I struggle. There are still days that the darker part of my brain gets the best of me, but I try to find that one that one reason to fight, and 90% of the time, it's my daughter. Even though she fucking kills me, and annoys the hell out of me on a daily basis. I love that little dictator to death. And he threatens to turn her into a pumpkin pie when she doesn't listen. I absolutely do. <laughs> um, as for the person that whispered saying that they are ready, feel free to uh, hop into general voice chat in the Reach Out Discord, and I will drag you in. It's the co-stream. That's why you're blue. You should know this. Co-stream messes things up. All right, I'm bringing the person in. Your choice if you would like to remain anonymous or not. Granted, I'm pretty sure everybody in my community knows your voice. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Uh-oh. In. There we go. Your Hello? choice to remain anonymous is yours. Granted, I'm pretty sure everybody in my community knows your voice. I mean, that that's cool with me. Hi, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, Hello. I, uh, Hello. 
Um, if anyone doesn't know who I am, I'm Unlucky Mercy. Hello. Ooh, woo. Um, sorry. <laughs> I can't take any situation seriously anymore. Um, just so everyone knows, I can't see chat right now because I'm on my phone. Um, so if anyone says anything, once I'm finished with my little speech, I will. Currently, everybody's telling you they love you and wifey and a whole bunch of other stuff. So the usual thing. Oh, cute. I love you all. And I'm going to touch all of your butts. Um. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You heard me. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm also doing this, I'm also making dinner. Because, you know. Rock I, on. Multitasking. Uh-huh. Uh, mm -hmm. So, a lot of people in the community already know. Um, but I will give a little history lesson for those that don't. Um, for about, God, I want to say like, uh, four years now, um, I've been struggling with an eating disorder off and on. Um, I just say struggling currently because it never really goes away. Um, so it all started my senior year of high school. I was always the fat kid, um, didn't really have a ton of friends, and everyone at my school, there was a hundred kids there, everyone there was athletic and quote-unquote popular, and I've always been a people pleaser. So, um, and my grandma was a big push on me to get quote unquote healthy. So during my senior year, I started working out a lot, eating really good at first. <laughs> like I was eating lots of veggies and good protein and stuff like that. And um, things just kind of started escalating as I saw the weight start dropping off. I was really proud of myself at first. I was making healthy progress, which was really great. Um, and as I was doing that, everyone around me started noticing and it got me a lot of attention and I had never had that kind of attention before. And so it felt really, really, really good. Um, almost like a drug for me. And it was almost like a drug seeing the number drop constantly a lot because I was losing weight fast. I was, I was working really hard. Um, and then I got down to what would technically be a healthy weight, but that wasn't enough for me because the more I started dropping the more I got love and attention and people started paying attention to me finally and people wanted to actually be my friend for once because they didn't find me quote-unquote scary when I was healthier and well quote-unquote healthier uh, when I weighed less essentially so then I, I kept losing weight I kept eating less and less because I noticed I was plateauing with how much I was eating so I was like, well, maybe I'll cut my calories down. I'm at 1,500. I'll, I'll drop it down to 1,200. And then it went to 900. And then it went to 600. And my weight was still dropping. I was still losing weight. I think the lowest I got um, was probably 120, which for my height, I'm 5'8", and I am Native American, Alaska Native, lots of people who need flubber to live, um, that was too skinny for me, far too skinny for me. You could see my, my rib cage, you could see my, um, my hip bones. I had lost my period for over a year at that point. Um, and when I got to this point, it was my first year of college. So a lot of things were changing, um, had to make new friends. And I was terrified that if I gained any of that college freshman 15, I wouldn't make any friends, so I was working out every single day. That's when I was eating probably consistently 900 calories a day. And I lost a lot of hair. 
um, my teeth were protruding, my eyes were sunken in. It wasn't, it wasn't a cute, cute look. <laughs> um, so my, my BPM, uh, which is kind of funny, which is like your, um, heart rate, I guess is the best way I can explain it. I'm not very scientific with that shit, but it was like 30, I think. And that was like pro swimmer level. And so I was like, damn, I'm healthy. My body was just dying. My organs were shutting down. Everything was just kind of eating itself in order to get some kind of nutrients in order to survive. Um, and I didn't realize this for a good while. And then I can't even remember what hit me that made me want to change. But I think it was the amount of bones that I saw. It scared me. Because I knew what anorexia looked like. And I just didn't want to admit that I had it. <laughs> I never once like forced myself to throw up. I didn't do anything like that. Um, but I would heavily, heavily restrict. And from that came massive, massive amounts of anxiety. Um, and of course, depression. Because I would put myself down every time I ate something that was over my calorie limit. Or if I ate something too sugary, I would freak out. So I started making a change. I went to go see a couple of therapists. A lot of them didn't work for me. Um, I tried to see a nutritionist. That really didn't work for me. So it was a lot of finding my own way, which was really, really scary. Um, and a lot of times I felt more like I was a failure trying to become healthy than I felt like I was trying to save myself. And because of that, I had lots of suicidal thoughts during that time, um, during my freshman year of college. Because as soon as I started getting weight back, weight back I um, immediately associated that with people not liking me anymore. And I thought I was a failure because I didn't have any friends. And so I distanced myself from my friends because I automatically assumed they didn't like me anymore because I wasn't as skinny as I was before. Um, and along with that, I had a lot of anxiety about people from high school seeing me as the fat girl who got skinny and then got fat again. <laughs> so I was petrified of that. So a lot of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. I, that was actually the only time in my life I ever cut myself was during that time. Because when you starve your body for so long like I did, like it, it was a good while that I starved myself. And you start eating normal foods again, like pizza and spaghetti and oh god I gorged myself on Halloween candy the first Halloween I actually ate candy oh it was bad so it turned into a binging disorder because I'd starved myself for so long and that's when I really really hit rock bottom and I just I really felt like dying was better than gaining weight back because I didn't want to be my old self again I wanted to be the new, hot, fit, new Mercy, who was so skinny and so petite. So, I never once, this isn't like a story where I tried to commit suicide, I, I never once did that. I just had a lot of suicidal thoughts, and there were some days where I dissociated a, a lot, and just kind of wanted to throw myself into traffic. I had a lot of those thoughts, because you walk around a lot when you live on campus. And we're right by a very busy road. And I was, there was a few times where I looked out the road and I was like, if I just threw myself in front of a car, I'd probably be just instantly dead. Like, that'd be great. 
because then I wouldn't have to eat my next meal and I wouldn't have to get better. Um, but the thing that kind of kept me going and kept me from not doing anything like that was really my mom. Because what was happening to me scared the ever-living crap out of my mom. I'm her only daughter. Um, she had me when, I, when she was like 23, 24, so she was pretty young. And I kind of changed her whole life for her. She got out of a very toxic relationship because I was born. She moved out from a bad area because I was born. She basically changed her life for me. And seeing her own daughter dying before her very eyes and she couldn't do anything to stop it terrified her. And once I got that into my head, how it looked from her perspective, I realized I couldn't stop. And I couldn't just give up on myself, and I couldn't give up on her, and I couldn't leave her, because she's also my world. Um, so my mom was a really, really big help for me. She really supported me, and I'm really, really lucky to have such a supportive, loving mom that I know some people aren't as fortunate to have. But she was really my rock during that time, and she still is, because it still pops up. And... She's one of the people I'm most comfortable coming to when talking about it when I'm struggling. Because there are some days where I think back. And I, I have a, a permanent calculator in my head for calories. Um, I will see a portion of fries. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably like 200 calories. And I, I do it automatically. I, I can't stop it. Um, because I was doing it for so long. Um, but... Yeah, but she was she was my rock, and she helped me with a lot of suicidal thoughts. They were terrifying to her. They were scary, but she was um, a very loving, kind, gentle person to come to when I was um, having those thoughts, and she was uh, pertinent to my recovery. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my my little speech. Thank you for sharing, Mercy. You're welcome. As I'm talking about all of this, I'm starving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've got plenty of love for you waiting in chat. Oh, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Low-key shaking the entire time, if you couldn't tell by my voice. My jaw was just... (laughs) You did perfectly fine. Thanks. Sorry if it wasn't what you were looking for. No, no, no. The topic or anything doesn't matter tonight. You talk about you. That's what tonight's about. Exactly. It it was uh, strong, to say the least. Because I, I, I personally kind of like know the sentiment. Um, kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum for myself. Like I used to be really, really thin. Like I don't know if you guys seen the picture I threw up of myself and lies Discord. and slander. <laughs> um, but uh, in that picture that I put in there, I was a size twenty-eight waist. Um, I'm now a thirty-four, and it doesn't matter what the hell I do, I just can't drop the weight, and I feel like shit every day because of the weight that I have on. You can always come to Seattle with me and run from the people with the harpoons like I do. I'm literally going to smack you upside your bald fucking head. No, it's, 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 I can understand the, 
I mean, back in high school for me, it was being too skinny. Like I was just skin and bones all the time. I could eat all day long and I couldn't gain weight. And mm -hmm. the problem was, the problem with shit like that, people look, oh, you're so lucky, you can't gain weight. It's like, no, like, you know, you look at the jocks and they got the muscles and they look like they fill out their shirts and shit. I could buy a size small and it was still baggy, you know, and it's like, uh, no. And now it's the complete opposite end that, and like, I got like, it almost looks like I'm pregnant. Um, so it's, I understand the sentiment. It's not exactly, but I can definitely understand it. So it does, it hit home, it hits home with me. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me was, uh, friendship was like a drug to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it was, uh, positive, uh, reinforcement. Everyone was like, wow, you're doing so good. You look so good. You look so good. I was like, don't stop telling me I look good. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop, don't stop. Say it back. Say it back, please. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. So, it hits home. And like Scourge said, it's not about... We're not looking for suicide stories. You know, it's not the thing. I mean, if that's the deal, then that's the deal. But, you know, it's it's talking about, you know, what you've stories been through. Stories of triumph. Mm -hmm, and how you've dealt with it and how you came back on top and how you're still dealing with it. Because... Unfortunately, you know, the way the brain works, you know, if we never put ourselves or are put into situations that cause trauma, we can live, you know, normal, quote unquote, normal lives. But unfortunately, once a trauma happens, whether self-inflicted or otherwise, it, it kind of sticks around. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, counting calories, you see, like, I, you see a small pack of fries, like, yeah, that's 200 calories, dude, don't eat it. You know, it's like, you know, you, it sticks with you. I still see my therapist and I saw um, when I was going through my eating disorder. Like, I just really, I, I love it. Took me through three, four therapists. I hated them all. And then I found the one that I love. I tried two um, nutritionists. I hated them all. I will never go to a nutritionist. I cannot because it triggers me. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I have no shame in telling everyone I go to therapy bi-weekly. <laughs> and sometimes that topic comes up and other days we just talk about other ways that I'm struggling because I'm a strong believer that if you find the right therapist and you're able to afford it, that therapy is wonderful and can help anyone some type of way. Mm -hmm. See, like my, the way that I deal with things now, see my wife is a psychologist. Mm -hmm. So she tells me herself, she's like, I can't give you therapy, but I can beat you over the head. And I was like, all right, that works. Honestly, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, let, let me tell you something. Though, th this is not a joke. You might find it funny, but this is not a joke. I love my wife to death, but don't ever get into a fight with a psychologist because you will never win. Like, if you don't know psychology, you are fucked. Um, anyway. You know, so, yeah, definitely hit home with me. I can definitely understand the sentiment where you're coming from. And uh, I appreciate you sharing. Greatly appreciate it. Of course, anytime. Sorry. I will uh, hop out and go back into chat. Love your faces. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this really quickly. We've got about a half hour left. 
I know there's two more people I know in particular that have stories that they want to share. But I want to say this. If there are others that would like to talk, I am more than willing to make this a two-parter and do another episode next week based off of your stories before we continue with other content. Or even or even later later this week. I mean, this is really early to be doing this. Yeah, so. or, or later on this week, depending on how you guys feel. If you guys would like to continue being able to share your stories in this, I am more than happy with doing another episode for you guys 100%. So if that's something you're interested in, just feel free to let us know and we will we will plan it. Now, um I know one person is still typing their story up. I had one person that whispered me about wanting to do it. So if you are going to type your story, feel free. If you're going to come into voice, come into the Discord, the Reach Out Discord and we'll drag you in. Um that is up to you. I believe you were whisper number 6. It was completely up to you. Also, everybody that has come out tonight, thank you so much for coming by the live stream. You guys are amazing. All of the hosts, all the love in the chat, all the support. You guys are all absolutely amazing. I love you all to death. You are great and amazing people. Oh, looks like we got someone in voice chat. And hello. You are live and here. Except for the fact that he's not talking. Exactly. Hello. Oh, horrible transition. He's give me muted. Two, give me two seconds. One, two. Can you all hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. Sorry, I had to mute, I had to mute your screen. You're fine. But I was. Interesting. You're cutting out a little... Oh, wait, and you disconnected. Yep. Okay, let's try that again. Attempt number two. Three. Hello? Hello. Oh, my God. Disconnected again. This seems like it may be an issue. His internet doesn't like him very much. Apparently so. Uh, let's see if he's going to try and pop back in for another one while we're waiting for a person to have a message. But if there's anybody in chat that has anything to say, anything at all, feel free to chime in. If I, I Camilla, just took melatonin earlier oh, I, in the chat. Said I'm trapped again. Excuse the typos. Again, oh. to reiterate to everybody, um, we before this goes any further on it for all the newcomers in here. Uh, this was episode three of the Reach Out podcast that we are uploading on to Anchor.fm. Um, we have officially launched our Patreon. We have our Discord server up and running. Everything is all set. For those that didn't know about the Patreon, um, at the end of each month, 20% of everything made through Patreon will be donated to a charity of your choice. We will all look at charities together. We will look at foundations together. Compile a list. You will get to pick where you want 20% of the earnings to go. The rest of it is going to go to funding this podcast, whether it be getting different 
getting the phone service up, getting a website up and running, getting anything that's going to help make this better, getting us out on more platforms, advertising, everything of the sort. So your support in this endeavor is greatly appreciated. Anybody that has considered it, and for I believe we have one patron so far, again, I want to thank you personally for becoming a patron of this. You're amazing. I love you to death. Now, are you connected and are you good to go in the voice chat? I sure hope so. Okay. So, what I was saying earlier... Poor guy. No, it doesn't look like it's going to work for him tonight. It doesn't look like that. Uh, He keeps trying and he keeps messing up. Got to Pete. Patreon link is right there. Right. Yeah, it's on his. Uh, he's on his phone. I'd oh, say. Oh God. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I can see what the issue is. He's, he's on his cell, and he'll be disconnecting through cell service. Yeah. So that's unfortunately. Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm loud. <laughs> no, Kiwi. It's all good. It's all good, Kiwi. <laughs> Like we, we uh, your 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 voice adds that you know very John Connery esque element to podcast. Yeah, Marco, be a bit off on your laptop or on your PC if you can, dude. Um, your cell is just not gonna do it. Kiwi, okay, while we got you in here. Pull up his laptop. I do have a message from someone. So, Kiwi, if you have anything you'd like to add, feel free. But I do have a message. So, you are all good to go, Kiwi, my dear. Uh, some of uh, Malice probably knows a little bit about kind of what's going on. I haven't really been myself lately. I've, like, people haven't seen me around on Mixer much. I haven't streamed much this week. Um, I just said to Malice, I kind of, kind of fell into a bit of a hole. Uh, any anyone, obviously anyone who has that suffers from any kind of depression or anything like that, um, will understand. Sometimes you have these days, weeks, months, uh, have long it lasts. We kind of just, you're just not coping with things. You're not sure why. You just have this kind of hole that sort of is just there and you're not sure what's causing it. Um, I've spent probably the last two weeks very rarely getting out of bed much. I haven't eaten fuck all in the last two weeks. Nutty Nutty was really worried. Um, I have come out on the other side of that now, though, which is a good thing, obviously. Um, it it's one of those things you sort of, for me, I'm not sure what's caused it. It's just things sort of just sort of piling on top of you and you're not sure how to cope with it. And then you sort of, after a while, things get better and you sort of come back out on the other side of it again. So I'm on that side. So I've gone through that dark patch again and, and now just coming back out the other side where I'm starting to feel better about what's going on. And Nutty was a big part of that. So obviously having that support of a partner, um, especially a partner that doesn't suffer from mental illness as well, I don't think people appreciate the pressure and the things that they go through. And I think if anyone, um, those people need to be recognized 
uh, especially for for someone like myself who who lives with someone that doesn't suffer from mental illness and she's seeing me go through this on a daily basis and the pressure that it puts on her is is huge i mean anyone who lives with someone with mental illness you'll you'll, you'll understand exactly what i'm talking about that that pressure that worry and it takes a special person to be able to live with that and stay there and continue to support and continue to push you to be better without pushing you. You know what I mean? It's kind of, she's there. She knows when I want to talk. She knows when I don't want to talk. She doesn't push the issue. She doesn't push me to go do things I don't want to do. She understands my anxieties. and But she also makes sure that I know she's there. I mean, I know she's there anyway. I mean, she's been there for the past four years for me. So, but that's pretty much where I'm at at, at the moment. Like, I've just come literally the last two or three days, just come out of that real weird funk where you're just not feeling right, and have just come back now. Well, last two or three days have been really, really good, and things are getting better, which is always a good thing. Oh, I love your fucking face. You're a beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> Don't lie, you love his voice. I, <laughs> I can't help it. It's fuck. It's so good. Oh yeah. Oh, oh good morning. You know, if, if, you get, if you get if you get you get Kiwi and Devious in here at the same time, that's like you know, or, yeah, hurricane right there. See, see, Angela, I don't, I don't see, I don't think I have an accent. That's the thing. Yeah, but to all of us, you do, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Devious, you need to get in here in a minute, Devious. Mister, Mister, sexy Devious. No, that you man, wanna, that man wanna, has an You want to hear, hear a voice that'll give you a fucking, give you a mahogany, man. That, that's that's the man right there. Oh, yeah. That oh, voice yeah. is just pure, pure sex. Uh, Whisper, if, if you send me a direct message or whatever. Um, Thanks, buddy. Unless you posted it elsewhere. Copy what it is. The Welsh accent? I, like I think the Welsh accent's pretty cool. Hold on, give me a give me a moment, Whisper. Hold on. Uh, there you go. I sent you a message. Respond to that, and then I can take care of your story. Looks like Predator, we have a couple stories coming in. Predator. Predator Midget. Thank you for the host. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, Angela, your accent's amazing. Okay. Um, really quickly, we do have. Uh, Mocha Wolf, let's test it. Let's see. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hi, hi, you're in. Hello. Talk. Hello. Please don't type. Hello. Uh, I was doing a clicky clicky on the keyboard, sending you a message. Okay. I can hear me good, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Uh oh. Um, Sorry, that echo was me. Very fine. For some reason, I can't hear y'all through Discord. Okay, well, we can. Let's try this. We can hear you. It's fine. I have your dream pulled up, Scorch. So that's how I'm hearing y'all. Okay. Tell your story. Do you? What I was saying, like earlier. I was 
when I was listening to your uh, story, Scorch, I've been through the same thing, but not really. And I was, before I turned the age of six, my uh, biological mother was a drug addict and an alcoholic. And she had another man in her bed every night. It wasn't the ideal situation for a six-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl to grow up to. My sister pretty much raised me until I was the age of six. And after I had turned six, summer after my mother called my dad and told him if he didn't come get me and my sister right now, he wasn't ever going to see us again. So my dad, who was driving for singers and entertainers for a living, so he had a bus and the driveway was working on a generator he was driving for and told him what was going on. And he told my dad to take a few days off to take care of his family. Come get me and my sister. It was all good whenever I moved in with my dad. Everything stabled out. And I got into middle school. Metabolism started speeding up to where I would eat. I would eat a whole lot more, and I wouldn't gain any weight. And uh, sorry. Uh, anyways, was was in middle school. Was when I really started getting bullied because of how much I was eating. It wasn't just at school that I was being bullied. It was also at home with my older stepbrothers and my older sister. It got worse and worse and worse to where I got to the point where I forced myself not to eat. So in order to lose weight, and when <clears throat> and I was about I was about fourteen, my older sister kind of psycho, so to speak. I don't describe it. it it exactly, but uh, just one of my brothers of raping her in the middle of the night, which he he swore up and down he didn't do, and he admitted that she had lied about it, and she just felt she wasn't getting enough attention. For some reason, I don't know why, but. After that, and she got removed from the house, I like started myself, so to speak, for everything that had happened in my life. My my mother was a drug addict and an alcoholic, and 
longer wanted me and my sister. Well, maybe if I was a better son, I'd still be living with her. My sister went psycho. Maybe if I was a better brother, she wouldn't have. Until I had turned, it was right after I had turned 18 and in college that it really hit me hard. I went to a party with some of the friends that I had made. I was, I don't even remember where I was, who I was. I woke up in the morning, I didn't know where I was. And it had come to find out that my friend's yard. With that came a major downfall as I went through college. I more and more and more. Granted, my, the high metabolism that I have, I still have to this day. So wouldn't gain any weight, but the quote-unquote friends I had thought I had made in college was eating and started bullying me again. I started being bullied, bullied again for how much I ate. Malice, when you were talking about pizza, fries, and a milkshake earlier, like, I could go to McDonald's, I'd order like, I could order three Big Macs, two large fries, and a drink, and I'd eat it all, and I wouldn't get a pound. Wow. That's, that's how much I would eat. And then, at my breaking point, about halfway through the first semester of college is continued being bullied how much I'd ate and they tried to convince me to go to a party which I was like I'll be you guys anymore I'm staying in tonight that night I was sitting in my bathroom it wasn't razor blade, but it was a pocket knife that one of my older brothers had given to me for my birthday. I was just sitting there up against the wall, door locked, with a knife in my hand, just looking at it. And then I would look at my arm. And I don't know why, but I couldn't. I wanted to but I couldn't convince myself to do it. I was sitting there for like before like, my phone started going off like crazy. I had it set to vibrate. I didn't want anybody bothering me. And it Vibrated and fell off. Picked it up because I thought the screen had shattered. But I had been like, great, that's another thing wrong in my life. <laughs> kind of like ties into your scores. Just 
one of my friends that I had made who one of the guys who actually did make fun of me for for how much I ate texted me. It was like, hey, we're me and you are going out, just us two, nobody else. And right as I was going to text him, hey, no, I'm I want to be alone right now. He figured out how to pick the lock to my bathroom door. And he saw me with knife in one hand, phone in the other one. What are you doing? Nothing that you should be concerned with. No big on like people minding their own business, not getting into mine. We he eventually sat down and talked with me. Just me not to go through with it. I'm kind of glad I did. You know, like, I did talk to him. The next day, supposed friends that I thought that I had, none of them would talk to me, which I was was fine with. I had found a new friend, somebody that I could talk to, somebody who understood and understood what I went through. And to this day, like, I can still text and be like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Got this going on and I need some advice on it. But with that, very the weight of my past on my shoulders, like, I have a hard time letting it go and move, actually moving on from it. Like there's nights where I'll stay up all night and I won't be able to sleep because what has happened in my life stuff I'll relive it I just it's kind of like overload me so like it gets to the point where I can't breathe So what's different now? Things that's different now is I found this amazing community. Which I've a low spot whenever I first found your stream. One of the lowest spots that I had been in my life whenever I first popped in. I was like, his hands down amazing. No, I just give excellent butt touches, that's all. And according to me, no, like, granted, mouth yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, granted, it sounds weird. Like, hey, this guy, this, I love your beard. Like, 404 beer still in college when, I love about it. whenever it's I first saw your streams. <laughs> Damn it. it was, I forgot what colors it was the last time it was rainbow, but I was like... It was blue, green, and a faded pink. It was horrendous. It looked like vomit. No, but I, I remember sitting there thinking, it's like, I heard his beard. 
<laughs> and does not give a fuck what anybody thinks about it. This community, Scourge's community, is probably one of the best communities hands down on Mixer, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm a part without, of quite without a number a doubt. of communities. I mean, I spend a lot of time on Mixer with other, other streamers, partners, non-partners, different communities, but this community, hands down, one of the friendliest and the most supportive community I've been a part of. And that you just, you, you're not, you don't find that in a lot of places, especially when it's strangers. Right. I mean, none of us really, really know each other. I mean, half, 90% of us are probably never going to meet face to face, but we'll always be around to support each other because that's the connection we have with this particular community is that support and, and that common bond that we've found through not only Scourge's mixer community, but the whole reach out mental health awareness thing, bringing other communities together, the bio community, Scourge's community, my community, other streamers that are involved in this may not be directly involved. They may be just part of the actual chat itself, but their communities are finding this place a safe place to be somewhere they can talk and get something off their chest or even just listen and hear a story that may be similar to theirs. I agree. It wasn't this first episode of this podcast. But I shared a little bit with you, Scourge, about me, like me struggling to find a job. Yeah, I rem I remember we uh we, we spoke at that not not necessarily at length, but we did talk on. We're coming up on a time limit though, so I'm sorry to cut you short, but uh, we do have a couple other stories we got to get to. It was one of the lowest points, but whenever I had reached out and you like immediately answered, decided like, hey, that's how I want to be. Flaming Delta, we'll get to you in just a moment. That's how I'm going to start being, is like... I mean, the guy that I met in college who could, was there for me to talk to did it to me. That's how I want to be, and that's how I'm... Good. That's awesome. That's a great you know, place to be in your head. The fact that you're willing to talk to other people about it that's outstanding the fact that you're willing to do that is a great step honestly not a lot of people are willing to do that to sit there and actually talk to people about whether they're feeling down or whether they're feeling suicidal or if they're just struggling in general not a lot of people need to do that a lot of people would rather just brush it off but if it's something that you're willing to do that's great that's outstanding That was all that I had. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Well, thank, thank you. Sharing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Greatly appreciate it. And we have a Mr. Devious waiting in the general channel as well. We do. We do. Just a moment. Just a moment. So Flaming Delta came in saying Suicide Prevention Day is bullshit. It's when everyone takes their heads out of their asses and actually gives a... F Other than that, after it's over, one day a year... People don't give a fuck. How is one day going to save lives? Over 1 million people end their lives every year. So tell me how one day is going to change suicide. 
how the fuck is one day going to save lives? It's not necessarily one day. This is just one day that they decided to make a thing out of it. But I agree with you on the standpoint that this should be more than a one day thing. I completely and utterly agree with you on that. This should be more than a one day thing. This is a massive issue. This is something that plagues the entire world. And it's something that needs to be more, it needs to be made, more people need to be made aware of, as apparently I'm stumbling on my words now. I do completely agree with you in that regard. But it's not that it's just meant one day to save lives, because it's not just one day. Every day there are thousands, hundreds, millions of people that are trying to save others, but I struggle myself with depression, anxiety, PTSD from verbal abuse. I take most things as threats. That's got to be extremely difficult, Delta. Extremely difficult. So, can I ask you a question real quick? How do you, how do you get by day to day? Like how how do how do you go about how do you go about your day to day without? I won't necessarily say like causing fights or anything, but how, how do you get through it? Yes, I mean, ultimately, what what's your coping mechanism? Yeah, I know. Whisper. I recognize. I recognize malice. I absolutely love that boy. <laughs> yeah, that is so awesome. You missed it earlier. Earlier, he's talking about. Can I squeeze your head? And he was, something about doing something. He's like, "Can I squeeze your head?" Now, both his son and I at the same time were like, "See!" <laughs> it was glorious. I, I, I actually forgot I was unmuted. <laughs> I can't control the situation. I think of suicide most days. I feel stuck. Honestly, I don't know how to get through it. I think I'm just getting a hitchhike and inspire the world. The fact that I can help people, I guess. Well, isn't that That's... your coping? Isn't that exactly your coping mechanism? The fact that you want to help others, not feel the way that you feel. That I mean, to me, that is That's an awesome amazing. Thing. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> um, the fact that you're willing to do that. That you that you want to hitchhike and go around and spread the word and help the people that you can is outstanding, Delta. That is beautiful. And that also suggests that even though you feel useless, that you're not because you're willing to put yourself on the line to help others. That is a huge thing. Yes, you and you and, and I itself. had a very, very interesting, very abrasive conversation last time. I'm glad we're on a bit of a different foot this time. But the fact that you're willing to do that, Delta, is is great, honestly. I'd like, have you made a plan to actually do it, or are you just thinking about doing it at this point in time? Like, the fact, if you are actually planning on doing that to try and spread the awareness that way is something I think a lot, a lot more people would could probably get on board with. And and see, that's what we're trying to do here as well, Flaming, is we don't judge. We're not, we're not here to judge. We're here to have people be heard, 
regardless of uh, of what coping mechanisms you have or don't have or where you where you're at whether you're at your low point or at your high point it's it's all about just having the opportunity to be heard plan on walking around with a sometimes big about mental health hell yeah hell man, yeah I, I commend you dude honestly you do the shit out of that when you said call i no i never said call a suicide hotline that wasn't me no no it's just bullshit. They really don't care. Trust me, I'm not being. Well, the thing is with those. The I thing feel is with that those, some people yeah. are. Sorry to cut you off, but I, no, I feel right. that some people work at those places for a paycheck, and those are not the people that deserve to be there. No. I feel that people that want to volunteer to work at a suicide prevention hotline or at that hotline in general should be people that legitimately want to help, not people that are there just to get a buck. That's not the mentality that's needed at those places. But also, too, I mean, uh, you've also got to look at it from the point of view that while it didn't help you, it could potentially help someone else. So the fact that those places are there and it could help someone, it's still a good thing, regardless that not everyone that works in those places should be there. That, that at least there's something there for someone that may help someone. It may not. At least it's there. Okay, but um, honestly, flaming, yeah, actually, we're getting pretty close, aren't we? We are. Well, yeah, we got a little bit of time. I got a story I need to read. Then we're going to bring in Devious, and then I have another story to read. So I'm going to get through this really quickly. I wanted to share this in hopes that it, that it can help someone. Several years ago, I tried to kill myself. I had a gun to my head ready to pull the trigger, and just when I was about to pull it, my best friend walked in and scared me, and the gun went off and grazed my head. He knocked the gun out of my hand and hugged me. He told me that I wasn't going anywhere and that he was here for me always. He's the reason that I'm still here today. But we flash forward to now, and I'm starting to get those thoughts again, and it kills me. I've been dealing with a lot this year, including three deaths and being ghosted by a person that I fell in love with. Several months ago, I watched the very same best friend that stopped me from killing myself commit suicide right in front of me. I wish I'd get a text or a call from him saying, hey, I'm still alive or something, and there's nothing there, and it kills me. I go from talking to him every day to nothing at all. I have this empty void that nothing will ever be able to replace it. Then a week later, my grandmother died of cancer. I love her so much, and now she's gone. The most recent one is another friend that committed suicide, and he seemed like the happiest person in the world. We used to sit there and get shit-faced in front of my house, and now he's gone. It's just so hard dealing with this continuous pain and these thoughts of suicide just sound so much better than feeling pain all the time. That, and I used to be a drug addict, and it's hard not to go back to it, but I sit here and I fight, and I have this community to thank me, to thank for it. You can say it's from me. I don't mind. I just don't like talking about it in front of my family. Mr. Ono, I love you to death. And I am so very glad that you're still here. So absolutely very glad. And thank you very much for deciding to share that with us. I, I really do appreciate you. Okay, Mr. Devious, melt my ears with your voice, please. Please melt me. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Oh, my fucking... Fuck me. God. <laughs> 
Mr. Devious. <laughs> How are you, Devious? Can we just can we just clip that one portion of his audio and just play it on repeat for like seven hours, please? <laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> I've missed that voice, honestly. I'm here on request. How are you guys? Oh my Good, I, Devious. I hey, can't, hey, I can't, doing, I can't handle it. My desk is levitating. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody clipped that. We did tell you. I mean, come on. I mean, is that not the sexiest voice you've ever heard? Oh, please. I'm sure there are many sexier voices out there. Nope, nope. I doubt that very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty sure you take the cake, Devious. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there's, there are there are men and women in this chat right now that are losing their shit. I tell you. Uh, that's yeah. I don't think anybody. Fuck out of yeah. Me. I don't think anybody expected it because I don't think anybody in this community has heard your voice before, apart from me and Kiwi Devious. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know you guys, but I don't think anybody else has heard me before. No. I I still remember when we did our um our original talk shows uh, for Ball, and we had you read. Can't even remember what the hell it was now. We had you read some article, and oh my god! Oh yeah, it was you know it was comments from fucking Amazon, dude. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Their Amazon uh, reviews. That was <laughs> fucking. That was just brilliant. Absolutely. Having brilliant. genital her like uh, like an elderly Rastafarian. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. Sideways. Good God, right. that voice. All right, I'm hanging What's it up on my end, guys. I'm. And my end of devious, devious and kiwi. It's yours. I'm sorry, Alice. We suck. <laughs> yes, that, this is the our voice you are hearing. I'm passing it off. Yeah, the, the, for those that are not in the chat, the, the voice you guys are hearing right now is Mr. Devious Furball. Um, Hi guys. It's a gentleman that uh, Malice and I've known for some time. About uh, a year now, right? Shows. A little more. Yeah, just probably probably a little more. Um, oh, it's been a while, yes. Yeah, he he used to be a, a regular guest on a talk show, Balance, and I did some time ago. He's an amazing man. A regular guest on this one too. <laughs> well, the, Malice kind of doesn't keep me around because I share a lot of his points of view. So he wants opposing opinions, not mine. <laughs> He doesn't want. He doesn't want to hear himself say things in a, just a sexier voice. Hey, hey! Damn, Alice, he just called you the fuck out. <laughs> oh, no, it was always good yeah. when we were having our chats. It was always nice. Yes, definitely. Devious, weren't you the one that like I was playing? I think I was playing a game with Kiwi or something. You said something in chat. What was it? You said that my gaming skill was about as active as your sex life or something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't far wrong. I mean... No, no, no. <laughs> Is it legal to have sex with a voice? Oh, my God. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. For those of looks you that like, are listening like to Ethan. the podcast version of this, you're welcome. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I think Ethan just going to start researching it. the laws. It's fine. <laughs> No, Devious, I would love to have on either podcast, this one or the Roaming Self, I'd love to have you, you know, on more more frequently. Um, I'd be happy to come back because uh, I have a wealth of experience on, uh, well, 
Devious's big book of life mistakes is uh, is a thing, and I have a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of things to draw reference from. Well, how would you uh, share with us a little a uh, little uh, bit about yourself right now, then? First things first, can you do me a favor and say welcome to episode three of the Reach Out Mental Health Awareness Podcast, just really quickly? Welcome to episode three of the Reach Out Mental Health Awareness Podcast. Malice clip that. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I, I, I could do that shit, but fuck. <laughs> All right. That was Here awesome. The floor is yours. Please melt us with your voice. Well, my real name is Stephen Chesterton, and I don't mind saying that because I did time as a voice actor, and my real name and face is out there freely. So I make no bones about that. I was raised as a Roman Catholic, so I have all the guilt in the world. Everything is my fault. Thank you very much. Oh my God, it's so true. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. It's because I wasn't good enough as a person, and that has genuinely shaped my life quite a bit. I'm ex-military as well. Sin. Oh, yes. Original <laughs> sin. I was born male as well, which makes it worse. Which makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, I'm ex-military, a military veteran, 12 years, marine engineer. Uh, served in Afghanistan, saw my friends die, uh, turn into red mist, all kinds of good things. Um, being Can shot at is most definitely overrated. The nonchalant way that you're just discussing this, this is fucking beautiful. Well, these are things that have happened in my life, and the good this, thing about this it is, is devious that I've dealt through and through. This is why we love him so much. They are, they are just parts of my history now. They no longer affect me as they once did. I wouldn't be anywhere near as casual about these uh, horrific situations if, uh, well, if I hadn't de dealt with them, if they weren't... Uh, Understood. Yeah, under that's a perfect word, and understanding those things. So yeah, <laughs> Mocha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at the at the the shit that your voice is stirring up in chat right now. This is beautiful. And uh, yes, uh, I am currently just a a voice on the interwebs. Well, well, you you are going to be our voice on the interwebs. We're we're we're, we're purchasing. Yeah, you. we're done. I mean, <laughs> I mean that that's that's like you know one step away from prostitution, but still. <laughs> I'm just going to type what I'm going to say, and you're just going to read it, and that's fine. <laughs> Malice, uh, I'm at that stage in my life where 20 bucks is 20 bucks. I'm just saying. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking same. To health, please fill my pockets podcast. Uh, so what about, um, you were mentioning in, um, mm -hmm. chat about, um, your mental health history. Um, so would yes. you like to give us a little bit of insight on that? Um, I will pick out, uh, one particular one. It was while I was in the military. Um, I hadn't yet dealt with, uh, the friends I'd lost in Afghanistan and I was trying to change branch. Uh, and my engineering officer was one of those kinds of people that would put a goal for you to achieve and then move said goalposts 
when you achieved it and say, I didn't say that. So it was an insurmountable hill to climb. I was left, uh, I was on watch. It was, uh, a holiday. So all, everybody had gone home and things like that. And I was just thinking to myself, I just need a day off. Everything had gotten on top of me to the point where I just didn't want to see anything anymore. I just needed just that tiny little bit of break. And you can't get that in the military. It's there 24 seven. So I was just thinking to myself, well, maybe I should put some leave in or something like that. Uh, no, that won't help. I just need, just need to just close my eyes and everything will be okay. Just perhaps spend a day in bed or something like that. And the idea came to me that I would cut my eyes. This is that escalated really fucking quickly. Yes, didn't it, Justin? The thing is, at the time, at that point in my life, that made perfect sense to me. All I need to do is cut my eyes and I can have, I, they can just be bandaged for a day. I'll be healed. Everything will be okay. And I'll have that little, that little bit of breathing space I so desperately needed. Yeah. That little break. It's really sad that I understand that fucking thought process completely. Exactly. It made perfect sense at that time. It just, it made so much sense. It was like the yeah. perfect solution. It's amazing. Like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's amazing but, the extremes that we will go to. Yeah. Looking at it from the outside now, it's obviously yeah. ridiculous, right? No, but in the point in time, it made complete sense because it's just the right amount of isolation that you need. Exactly. Yeah. I just needed that break. That's all I needed. And needless to say, I went ahead and I did it. And uh, was the reaction I received was not one I expected. It was, uh, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with you kind of reaction, which was right. That was the right reaction to have. But in my mental state, it was just, oh, just put a bandage on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one particular one. And again, it's one from hindsight, looking from the outside in, you can see that, yeah, I wasn't right. And I wasn't in a good Have mental place. Touch anything else? Can, I, can, I, can I just say something really quick? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mean to make light of, you know, the weight of the situation that you're talking about. But my God, man, you're the only person that I know who can talk about cutting his goddamn eyes out and relax me. <laughs> like, goddamn, this mother, I'm just going to slice my eyelids. Oh, good morning. <laughs> Fuck me, so, man. You, you do develop tools. You do develop certain things of how to deal with. And one of my tools is rationalization it is the breaking down of a problem into small components so it's not this huge amorphous we're masters of that shit compartmentalization oh we are glorious at that yeah being able to break something down so the small things are easy to deal with or easier to deal with and again in a difficult mental situation nothing is easy to deal with getting out of bed is difficult to deal with but that's also why when I'm in those places, 
I force myself to celebrate the little things, like getting out of bed. I'm like, fuck yeah. The little victories. Got my ass out of bed. When I leave the house, I leave the house so little these days that I actually, when I leave the house, I make an effort. I'm wearing shoes, black jeans, shirts. You know, I go out and I make an effort, a concerted effort to look good, feel better about myself. And I also incentivize myself as well. I ensure I buy myself some uh, chocolate and a packet of uh, cigarettes to uh, to basically incentivize myself and reward myself for being yeah, a good as boy. As a reward, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's no, funny. I, I, I mean, totally I, get it. I yeah. get the mentality. I understand I that. Do, shit I do the exact same thing. I mean, I leave the house maybe once a week as part of my routine, mm-hmm. which is what I sort of put myself in to get through each 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 day each week. Is I have this routine that I go through. But that day that I do go out, which is normally when I go out and, and do the grocery shopping and things like that as part of that routine for that day, but I do the same thing. As I go to the bakery, I get myself uh, a sandwich, um, mm-hmm. a, a pie, and, and something sweet to essentially the same thing, re- reward yourself for just being out there and in the public. And I mean, I'd, and I do the yeah. same. I, I have a shower, I get dressed up, I... I Put on the bit, put on the aftershave and all that sort of oh, stuff, yeah. and, and make yourself Got up on really nice smellies. Oh, yeah. yeah, sometimes taking a shower and getting dressed is, you know, the next best thing is to try and, you know, the first step to battling it. Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, and that's my day, and I actually really look forward to that day. Mm. And eventually, I mean, the goal is to have more of those days where it's not just that one day a week where it's, it might be two or three days a week where I can get out and do that very same thing without having to be part of that particular routine. But it's a great starting point. Oh, it is. It is definitely, you know, having that little thing to just slightly lift your spirits, even if it's just to take your mind off something. It's like escapism is wonderful. We all game escapism is the best. Definitely. But it's just escapism. The problem stays the same. You're just trying to forget about it for a short time. While that in itself is a healthy thing, it can't be the only thing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, really quickly. We've got 10 minutes left. I have one more story I need to read. Devious, stick in, uh, stick in voice chat, though. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this story really quick. Uh, it says, hello, my story starts here. I started a new school. I was transferred while in grade four. Got to a new grade four class. When I was there, I was picked on. It got worse when I was there. I was sent to the hospital as the bullies physically hurt me. Two days later, my mom took me out. The next year came and I was put in a new school. The bullies there started picking on me, and this time it wasn't physical. I was saying to myself, Mom, please get me out of here. In 2007, nine days after New Year's, I was turning 11 next month. My mom passed that day. I lost everything. I didn't go back to school for two months. When I went back, the bullies found a new way to pick on me. And they said, who cares? Your mom passed. I bet she was. What was it? I bet it would happen and you won't see that piggy face of yours. I was hurt so badly. I wasn't saying in my head, my mom helped me and started crying. I heard one of my classmates telling them to back off. He had his older brother with him, and they helped me, but all that was going through my head was that I want to die and be with my mom that day. I just wanted to kill myself, and then I was transferred again, and guess what? More bullies two years after I got to high school this time. It got worse. I met this girl that I liked a lot, and she liked me. 
We started dating. After two months, she cheated on me. After I went home, I pulled out a knife, put it to my wrist, but I couldn't do it. Grade 12 came. I was put in so many therapies, nothing helped. Two years later, I went on to YouTube and watched a few live streams about suicide and depression and kept watching. It helped, so you know, when I said something, I was holding back. Started with a YouTube channel to join a group like me and started helping others. I don't say my name, but you all know me as Garden of Life. I'm 23 now. Just remember that we are here together. Nothing will ever take us down. P.S. I hope you all enjoy the podcast. I love you all. Bless. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Garden. Thank you. Um, as we're coming to the end of this, uh, I do want to say this. If you guys would like us to do another episode this week, reach out to us, let us know, and we will schedule it. Um, if it is something that you are indeed wanting us to do, uh, we will, you know, go by the same rules. You can send us the messages. We'll do the whole thing. We'll, you know, set up the ground rules for it at the time. If it is something that you guys want, please let us know. Either myself, Malice, Kiwi, and now Devious as well, because I know you all want to hear that voice again. <laughs> but Oh, you fucking know it. <laughs> absolutely. But again, you know, this this was a very impromptu podcast, something that I felt that needed to be done with what today is, what tomorrow is, you know, the whole nine. So again, thank you all for coming out. Um Malice, if you have anything devious, if anybody has anything to say. <laughs> um, well, so, one thing. Well, Mako wants s- devious to say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is and now you're all pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm asking um, devious to roll mm-hmm. us out with what I was going to say. So, I just sent you a message there, devious. So, if you could roll us out with that little blurb right there. Yeah, uh, go ahead, and when you finish it up, I'm going to keep going for him. This has been Episode 3 of the Reach Out for Mental Health Awareness Podcast. Please join us again soon, and take care. So, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of Episode 3. Devious, Kiwi, Scourge, everybody in chat, everybody in the interverse. Thank you for joining us on this auspicious occasion. Um, was this so auspicious about it? Not sure, but it sounded good. Um, <laughs> so we love your faces. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And you always know over here, there's someone you can talk to. That's going to be it for me on this end of things. And I am clicking out. <laughs>